now you're awake, aren't you? <laughs> That's Uprising. Uh, it's off the album The Resistance uh, by The Muse. And so, you know, we're in this uh, series, uh, New Year's Revolution. And it is about 2023 being a year of complete and radical change. And we've said from the onset that if you want 23 to be better than 22, you can't enter this year wishing it would be better. You know, simply making a few resolutions, which tend to not work most of the time, but you need a revolution, and it starts with God. It always starts with God. Proverbs uh, 1 7, it says, The fear of the Lord's the beginning of wisdom. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And that idea of fear of the Lord, it's not about being terrified of God, it's about having respect for God, recognizing that God is God, and I'm not. You're not. And when you fear the Lord, what happens is you're obedient. And you start living smart in your life. It changes the way that you view yourself, the way you view other people. It changes the way you make decisions, whether that be at home or work or school or when you're recreating, whatever. You start living life with an awareness of God, God's power, God's desire, God's ways, and that awareness revolutionizes every single area of your life, if you allow it. You know, when it comes to life, we, we have this vertical aspect, and we've got a horizontal aspect of life. The, the vertical is our relationship with God through Jesus Christ, and the horizontal is our relationship with other people. You know, it might be people you work with, family, friends, what have you, neighbors. The, the vertical in our life, this part, has an impact on the horizontal. And the horizontal will affect the vertical. And so our relationship with God has a tremendous impact on how we live horizontally and vertically both, all right? Today, what I wanna do is focus on the, the horizontal aspect and the role that it plays in our lives. And I want to focus specifically on a four-letter word. It's a four-letter word we use all the time. It's not a cuss word, all right? So some of you are, oh, good. Yeah. But it's a word that frequents our vocabulary. And it affects our lives in a very, very significant way. And it is the word, they. It has this, it's an influential pronoun. It's the sway of they. It's the power of they. Have you ever thought about how many times you say they in the run of a day? I mean, what did they do to influence you? What did you do that you wouldn't have done if they hadn't been around in your life? You know, they, 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 them, those. 
It's time for a revolution, an uprising. And today, what I want to do is get you to do a they inventory in your life. You know, the fact is, who are they in your life? In fact, let me be more specific. Who are you walking with these days? In other words, who's part of your squad, your team, your posse, your friends? Who are they in your life? Who are they? Because they always have something to say. They have serious sway on you. They can dumb you down in life. See, paranoia should be in bloom right now. You know, just because they say whatever, you really should take notice of it. Who are they? Who, who are the they that you're walking toward in life right now? You know, who are they? Because, friends, they can keep you from being who God wants you to be, created you to be. Who are the they that maybe you need to be walking away from these days? And I understand that there are people in all of our lives that we love, we care about, but they're far from God. I get that. You know, Jesus was known as a friend of sinners, which means it is okay for you to have have lunch with someone that's far from God. You can play golf with them once in a while. You know, meet them for coffee, have conversations. In fact, we are called by God to connect with people that way. We're called to do that. But the people that we have the deepest relationships with, the they that we do life with, should be other Christ followers. In fact, the book of Proverbs, it's a very practical book. It's a book full of wisdom. And it talks about like working, our vocation has a lot to say on that. Talks about taking care of yourself. Uh, talks about dating, relationships, sex. Uh, I just woke some people up, didn't I? Yeah. It's it's a relevant book. Talks about just about everything that we deal with in life, and it is full of timeless truths. You know, Proverbs writes this. It says, "A mirror reflects a person's face, but what they are really like is shown by the kind of friends they choose." You and I are to choose friends. We're to choose the they that we walk with. And and this is important. It's really important. It's not something that you just fall into or or get sucked into. In fact, if it's not something that you've thought about, there's a really good chance that you're doing life with the wrong they. So come on. You know, like the song said, they will not force us. They will not stop degrading us. They will not control us 
We, we've got to take a stand at some point and say the they that we choose to walk with will determine, friends, they will determine if you're victorious in life. And so what I want to do right out of the gate is I want to talk about the wrong they. It's the they that you need to distance yourself from. Proverbs 14, 7, it says, escape quickly from the company of fools. They're a waste of your time and a waste of your words. The idea of fool, and we've talked about this before, is the idea uh, of being open to anything and everything. It's, it's the way of a fool. Well, let's see how this turns out. We are not born wise. Wisdom is not something you just develop. It's actually a gift. You receive it from God, and it grows over time. The, the Proverbs say we're to escape quickly. In other words, run from fools. Don't be in the company of fools. See? Because it's easy to waste your time with the wrong they in life. And so I'm going to hit these real, real quick, but there's like the cray they. <laughs> you know, they're the people that wear you out. You know, they blow up your phone. You're like, oh, good night. It's them again. You know, they, they take you the wrong direction. They, they, they invade your personal space. They make you uncomfortable. They wear you out in life. And so you've got this thing going on, and they drive you crazy. They, they always are doing things and saying things that are crazy. They're always dealing with something crazy in their life. And get this, they are constantly trying to get you involved in their craziness. Know anybody like that? No pointing. <laughs> I don't want to be misunderstood here. You can give counsel to people. You can try and help. You can pray for them but you need boundaries. Don't allow them to draw you into their cray, you know. They will waste your time and your energies, and they'll just devour you. There's decay they. It's the they that rot everything that gets in their way. I was talking to a guy a while back this, this summer. Remember when we got the really heavy rains this summer? Stuff got flooded out. And he was telling me that he got water down in his basement, but he didn't think it was very bad. And so the, the water apparently leaked in, got on some stuff, and he started noticing this stench down in the basement. And it kept getting worse and worse and worse. And so he got down there and started digging through and he realized that mold was growing and things were rotting because they had gotten wet. He said it didn't seem like a big deal. And then he realized it was a really big deal. Friends, you show me someone who's the wrong they and they're in your life. Their, their convictions or lack of convictions, their values will start seeping 
into your life. Something doesn't smell right. Something is rotting. Who are they that's causing decay in your life? Be really careful. Be really careful. Then there's the, the fray they. It's the people that live on the fray on the fringes in your life. They're, they're the kind that when they need something, they're around you. But when you need something, well, they're gone. Nowhere to be found. They are always one way in life. They are, are self-absorbed. They are self-centered. They're, they're users, if you get right down to it. And, and this is just my best advice. Cut the fray. Get out. Then you have the stray there. I could do this all day long. I grew up on Dr. Seuss. <laughs> but the stray they, well, these are the people that lead you astray in life. Friends walk through life together. And we either walk in wisdom or we walk the path of foolishness in life. And the, the stray they are the ones that go, hey, follow me, follow me. They, they coax you. They, they degrade you at points. And at some point when you wake up, you go, how, how did I get here? I can't believe I did that. I mean, what has happened to me? And the fact is you followed the wrong they. And they led you astray. Now, you made decisions to get there, but you allowed them to have that kind of power in your life. There, there's the betray they. The fact is, ever been betrayed? That's a difficult thing. I, I was reading a, a psychologist's blog a while back, and he said the average American deals with about seven major betrayals in a lifetime. Betrayal happens when someone that, that you love, that you trust, they turn on you. Social media, well, it's redefined, friends, and it's taken betrayal to a whole new level, hasn't it? You know, someone posts something, they break a trust. It takes about three seconds, and somebody puts something up, and a friendship or a relationship is broken. Betray they oftentimes have a history. In fact, if you really get looking, you realize that their past is littered with broken relationships because they betray those around them. There's display they. And this is closely connected, but it's the they that always want to one-up you. You know how this goes, right? You get something new, they get something better. You know, you do something really cool, they go out and do something cooler. You know, oftentimes, display they, they, they fall into what I call the social media trap, and what they display, what they post looks nothing like who they really are. They depict a false image of themselves. 
And what I am cautioning here is if you're not careful, you start hanging around people that are display days, and what happens over time is you actually start living like that too. There's the they say, oh, I hear that one a lot. It's, it's those that, that post or blog. They're always giving advice to everyone. And so you, you take their advice, hook, line, and sinker, and you begin to apply it to, to your life. And th- why? Because they say, they say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that. I, I believe it. I, I'm trying that. And here's the issue. Please hear this. Many times, people take advice from people and never really consider who they are that they're taking advice from. Social media has launched a whole thing here. But here's the important question to ask yourself before you follow someone. Who are they? What what credentials do they have? My point, not all advice is created equal. And if you don't figure that one out, life will be full of a lot of miseries for following they. You know, it's just because someone uh, read a post one time or listened to a couple podcasts, friends, does not make them an expert in life. Be very careful about following what they say. You know, Proverbs 13, 20, it says, walk with the wise and become what? Wow, that sounds exciting. (laughs) Walk with the wise and they become wise. (laughs) For a companion of fools suffers harm. The friends you choose will determine the direction you go in life. The right they, well, I'm going to suggest has God at the center in their life. They love God. They love Jesus. And they love people. Their lives reflect their relationship with Jesus Christ. There's a uh, scripture that... I'll be honest, a lot of people do not like this scripture because what it does is it takes some relationships off the table. It, it reduces the pool of possibilities, but it is a really good scripture, and it's a really good rule for, for dating, for marriage, for close friendships. It says this, it says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? A lot of people read that, and they're like, that's not right. How could God be so cruel as to ask that? It sounds like profiling to me. It's discriminatory, isn't it? Friends, God has your best interest at heart. Know that anytime you read something and you kind of push against it, God has your best interest at heart. 
God knows that that relationship, that, that close friendship, that dating relationship, that marriage, it won't work right if two people don't share a love for Jesus Christ. They don't have God in the center. In fact, that relationship, whatever it is, will, will struggle. It won't flourish because two people that are unequally yoked, it just messes it up. And the, the deeper, the closer the relationship, the more important it is. That's why it matters so much when, when you're dating someone. Because I don't know if you've figured this out. Dating, dating sometimes leads to marriage. And then sometimes marriage leads to children. And if you're unequally yoked, if Jesus Christ isn't the center for one of them, well, the relationship will get challenging, maybe extremely challenging. But being equally yoked is really, really important in the close relationships. It'll help you navigate better because both parties are working out of, out of the same kind of foundation. Some of you are going, well, I don't know what a yoke is. Well, farm equipment, all right? This is years, years ago before tractors, all right? And you would hook up an oxen or a horse or mules, and you would yoke them to plow the field. And it was important when you yoked two animals together that they have the same nature, the same kind of strength, so that you could actually plow a straight line. If they had different natures and different strengths, what happened was chaos out there. You couldn't plow straight. I ran across this scripture. It says, uh, do not plow with an ox and a donkey yoked together. Now, I'm one of those, when I read that, I'm like, what? That's, uh, that's an odd sentence. It's an odd command. And so anytime I read something or hear something, a lot of times my first response is, you know, why? Why, why is that? Why are they saying that? And so I did a little research on the verse and found out that donkeys are known to eat some poisonous plants. And they, they'll eat the plants, and for some reason, they don't get sick. But their breath becomes so toxic that exposure over time, the, an oxen would get really sick from smelling the breath. They even die sometimes because of their breath. And I read that, and I'm like, ah, okay, my wheels are going here. What kind of breath does that person you're dating, you're hanging out with, what kind of breath do they have? What kind of people are you hanging out with? What's their breath like? You know, what kind of breath are, is going on around you? And we're not talking, you know, halitosis here. Maybe halitosis, you know, but what kind of breath do they have? 
And I know now maybe some of you are doing some evaluating, some thinking, and you're like, yeah, I think I need to make some change. I need some help here. And people ask me, they go, well, how do you make Christ-centered friends? Well, the short answer, you pray, you ask God to bring people into your life that have the same values that you have. Find an area to serve in the church. That is the easiest way to get connected to other Christ followers and to actually start building the right relationships in life. So, who are the right days? I mean, what do they look like? Well, real quick, I'm going to give you, they are T, they're teachable. And what do I mean by that? Well, they want to learn in their life. They listen. They ask questions. They want to have a dialogue. They, they want to grow in their life and in those various areas of life. Proverbs says, instruct the wise, and they will become wiser still. Teach the righteous, and they will add to their learning. They are not Mr. Arrogant, Miss Narcissist, no. They're, they're teachable. They realize they still have a lot to figure out. They, they have not arrived. They, they haven't figured out all the nuances of life, but they're willing to, to listen and take instructions and to grow together with you. See, you're not a project. They're not a project. You're growing together. T, teachable. H, honest. Honest. Honesty is extremely important in a relationship. You know, once in a while I'll have someone and they got a boyfriend or a girlfriend or somebody that they have started hanging around and they really like, and, they, and they'll catch me and they'll say, you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit concerned, but they seem to have a lying problem. And I'll always go, run, <laughs> run, head for the hills. It, it is a big problem in relationships. You know, Proverbs says, the integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. You know, that, that word integrity, it comes from the word integer, which means whole number, whole number. Fools throw around fractions in life. They give you a little bit of truth, a little bit of, a little bit of truth, a little bit of... There is a wholeness to somebody that's just honest with you. E, encouraging. You do not need people that degrade you, that devalue you, that, that push you down all the time. And I want to be careful I'm not misunderstood because you do need people that will tell you the hard truth in life, that they'll be honest with you when you're getting off track. You need honesty. It keeps you from doing stupid things. It does. When you have people alongside you that really love you and care about you. But you need honesty, but you also need encouragement. You know, the people that you hang out with should be people that are both honest and encouraging. 
And they're, they're good at moving between the two. Relationship. You need a relationship where you're loved and not simply tolerated. Now, I have observed people most of my life. I'm an observer. I step back and kind of watch. And I remember seeing kids uh, at recess. They would spend all their energy at recess every, every day. We'd go out, and they're, they're trying to get some group of people to like them. And they'd work and work and work and work and work at it. And they'd deflect and def- get deflected. And here's the really sad thing. Some of them are still trying to find some people that will like them. Oh, like me, please like me. And I just want to say, don't waste your energy. Stop. Quit. You know, quit trying to win over everybody. Just be you. Just be you. You know, stand up and say, I'm not going to allow them to force me. I'm not going to allow them to degrade me. I'm, they, they will not control me. Friends, you're going to be victorious in life. you got to move on sometimes. Find the new they to connect with. Somebody who will encourage you and love you for who you are. And why yielded? I'm not going to spend much time here. We talked about this last week. But they need to be submitted to Jesus Christ and to God. Full surrender. All in. Okay, God, what is it you want me to be? What do you want me to do? It says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans or your ways. Anything, everything committed to God. Heart, soul, and mind. You know, mold me, shape me, break me. I'm yours, God. Walk with people who have yielded themselves and committed themselves to God. And you'll find you walk better. People that are committed. Yeah, I I love the word committed, but we live in a culture that would rather quit than submit. They, They would rather throw in the towel than stay and see the game out, you know. They just... Give up. Commitment, it's it's a strange word today. But you need people that are committed. You know, too many people are vow-breaking and and work-shirking and responsibility, you know, sliding. They've got this mentality. I suggest you find people that have a strong record of commitment in their lives. You know, when you step back and you look at their lives, You see follow-through regularly, perseverance, and consistency. The right they, teachable, honest, encouraging, yielded. The right they will help you be the best you that you can be. It's interesting to me. People spend a lot of time, you know, trying to find, like, the best doctor, the best lawyer, best realtor, the, the best mechanic, you know, the best trainer, the, the best golf coach. They, they'll talk to all kinds of people, try, try and figure out what that is, try and find the best restaurant. And, and, and that's fine. In fact, that, that's good. It's a good thing for you to do. 
But I am amazed that people don't spend much time at all studying, looking, thinking about the right day for their life. This is simply a challenge to maybe, maybe you got to step back from some relationship because you're walking with the wrong day. They're holding you back. They're keeping you from being who God wants you to be. They're keeping you from being able to move forward and start walking with the right day where they have Jesus Christ at the center. And friends, that's where it begins in life. You know, walking with, with Jesus. In fact, that, that is the best friend you'll ever have, is having Jesus Christ. But after that, you start finding the days that you do life with who love Jesus, who love God. Fear the Lord, beginning of wisdom. Let, let's stand and uh, have a prayer to God. I challenge you to think about that this week. Who's they in your life? Who, who's the they that you're listening to? Who's they that has so much sway in your life? Let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy God, I pray that they would be the right day. And God, I pray your Holy Spirit would just whisper. We're already feeling uncomfortable, maybe, as we know that although we may love someone who will be in their life, they, they can't be that close to us. And God, I also would pray that um, you'd open up those opportunities for the right day. God, I know you have a plan for our lives. God, we lean on you. We want to live wise, not foolish. God, help us to be the people you called us to be, have created us to be. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. God's people said. There'll be prayer teams down front. Uh, maybe you have something. You just need a, some people to pray for you today. Uh, just come down. You can tell them as little or nothing. Just say, pray for me, and they'll pray for you. God, God calls us uh, to pray and love one another. And so... Um, Let's, let's worship together.